You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome back to the Titans Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. We're back for Week 15, the Tennessee Titans going up against the Detroit Lions. Going to be in Nashville. Uh, make sure, uh, before we get started with the show, that you are subscribed and that you're following us on social media. Uh, we put all of that stuff at the end of the show, uh, but you know, pretty easy to find. It's Titans Time or Titans Time Podcast everywhere. Make sure you're following us, you're subscribed, you're subscribed on YouTube. It's Titans Time Podcast. And on the podcast, leave us a five-star rating or you know whatever rating you feel like uh, uh, leaving. But go down, leave us a rating, leave us some feedback. Now, let's hear from the official sponsor of the Titans Time Podcast, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the southern middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, Call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans. All right, Tyler. So let me set the scene for you here. Titans are 9-4 and four with a chance to break the 9-7 and seven curse. Listen, they've got three chances. All they need is one game. I think they can pull it off. The curse is pretty strong, though, so there's always a chance. Oh, man, uh, we're we're gonna break it. We're gonna break it. I mean, it I, seems. I think that worst case scenario, the Titans are gonna end up eleven and five this season. Before the season started, I, you know, when we gave our season predictions, I said that they would either be eleven and five or twelve and four. I think, honestly, either one of those are possible. I think there's a 50-50 chance between 10-6 and 11-5. and, 11 and 5. Now, let me tell you why. Let's say you've really thrown me well, off there because I, we've been talking and the only game that we've seen that the Titans could, that we could see them dropping is to Green Bay. I, I could see them dropping the Houston game. Really? I, I could. Now, I think that they're going to beat Houston. I really do. but And, I mean, I've said that from the beginning of the season. I think they're going to win two against Houston, win two against Jacksonville, and then split with the Colts, which they've obviously done. If they beat Houston, you know, then that's true. Uh, but Houston, towards the end of the year, is always a tough game. They had two towards the end of the year last season, and obviously they split with them. Uh, ended up beating Houston in overtime earlier this season. But that one, I'm... I mean, I'm leaning like 65%, 35, uh, 65% Titans, 35% Houston. But I do think they're, they're, that there's a chance they do go 10-6. and six. But still better than 9-7. and seven. Just got to break the curse. Um, we do have to break the curse, but we also need to win the AFC South. I agree. And I agree. The only way that we could, that I could see us winning the AFC South before – like the Houston game, I believe the Colts face Houston again this week. And if they were to somehow drop this game to Houston, then that would put them at three divisional losses. Us only have one divisional loss going into that second game against Houston. 
I mean, that's the only way that I could see us winning the AFC South and having that home playoff game that we are all really hoping that so we you don't, get. So you don't think that they could win it if Houston doesn't beat Indianapolis? No, what I'm saying is if Houston doesn't beat Indianapolis, then we have to beat Houston to okay. win yeah. the AFC well, South. And I, I, I'm like saying I that said, the, the only way that I could see us even possibly being okay with like losing the Houston game is if Houston beats Indy this week so that we can lock up the AFC South. Well, I think that they will beat Houston, but, you know, I just it, – it's going to be a tougher game, I feel like, than, you know, maybe people will go into it thinking. Anyways. Have you, have you seen anything on Deshaun Watson's injury that he suffered last week? I have not, but if he doesn't play, I'll scratch all of that. It's easy, chalk it up as a Titans win. And we're kind of in that situation this week. So let's get into the injury report. For the Titans, Dennis Kelly did not practice. Roger Saffold did not practice. Jeff Swaim did not practice. Not a good thing. Jeff Swaim has been important lately. He's been making plays. Okay. Agreed? I agree. I mean, obviously, you know, he's not like top-tier tight end on the team or anything, but Jeff Swaim deserves some credit. Been making some plays. Shout out to him. Uh, And also, A.J. Brown did not practice. Not going to read into that too much. We we've you know we've talked about that before. Now the lines list is much longer, but you know the the ones that stick out to me. Kenny Galladay did not practice. He's doubtful. Don't think he'll play. Uh, Frank Ragnall or Ragnall, I think uh, the center. He uh, did not practice. He has like a broken throat. He has a <laughs> fractured throat. And- <laughs> like. I mean, what do you fracture in your throat? I, I don't. Whenever I seen that, I was like, "How? How is that even possible?" <laughs> That's exactly but what I was thinking. I mean, at the same time, I heard that he fractured it early in their game last week against. Uh, was it the Packers that they played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he that happened to him early in the game, and he played the rest of the game. Well, I mean, <laughs> shout out to Frank the Tank for playing. Through a broken throat, a that's broken rid- freaking that's throat. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't think he'll play, but obviously he's got the balls to play through it, so he might. But then again, it does come back to: was he just playing through it last week because he maybe had adrenaline pumping because they were already in the game and it happened, and he Who just knows? kept that adrenaline going throughout the game, like you. Know, People can do crazy thing when they are crazy things when they have adrenaline pumping through their body. But then I'm what, putting my money on the fact that Frank is just a grown man and <laughs> can play through a broken throat. But I don't, I don't think he'll play this week just because. I mean, and that I don't think they had anything to play for last week, but they don't have anything to play for. I, I don't believe so. I mean, I. But I mean, the, it, it's an NFC versus AFC matchup. Even at that. I mean, at least in an interdivisional matchup, you're like, okay, we want to win this game. But you're going to play the AFC. I don't think there's any reason that he should play. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to get into this with Matthew Stafford, but it seems like a Lions thing that he would play just to play through an injury. Uh, but Matthew Stafford, the big name on here, ribs and right thumb is showing up on here, throwing a hand, right thumb. Uh, he did not practice. Looking like he's not going to play either. So maybe Chase Daniel is going to be the starter. If that's the case, we've got, uh, you know, in our fantasy football we're in the playoffs playing each other. We have the two-week matchup format. 
you know, playoff teams play for two weeks, which is a little crazy. I forgot that we did that. Well, I mean, you should be happy. Well, I know, because you would have beat me still, last week. Right, it still gives but, you a chance. Uh, I think the thing that's going to give me the edge this week is that if Chase Daniel plays, I'm absolutely putting putting the Titans defense in my, in my roster. I mean, I feel like even as shaky as they've been at times, like if Chase Daniel's the quarterback, with no Kenny Galladay, you play the Titans defense. That's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out for him. Hey. And look, I'm just going to say – I wish that, I mean, right now sitting here, obviously because if it was just a one-week playoff, I would be in the championship right now. But besides that point, I wish that I was in the championship right now because I have Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, and they're going up against a Lions defense that is really not that good. I mean, the Lions rank 29th in rushing yards allowed and they rank 27th against the pass for passing yards so i'm sitting here looking at it like man if this was the championship week in our fantasy football league these two guys could be racking up for me but instead i have to spend two weeks going against you and you've been talking a lot of shit well and the bad thing is i think that they will rack up points this week because, the, I mean, the thing about the Lions' defense is they're going to give up points. So you're not going with another bold prediction of No, absolutely AJ not. Brown, I jinxed myself last week. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Not- <laughs> this time I'm just going to go with, I mean, what the obvious thing is. They're probably going to have a good game. Maybe, since it seems like any time I, I try to say anything that is slightly absurd, any of my bold predictions, anything like that, it's like the opposite happens, except that one time that I did hit on it. So I, I feel like if I do that, I'm just absolutely going to jinx myself. Maybe if I just go along with it, you know, and agree that they're probably going to have a good game, maybe they'll at least not do so, enough to, to so beat So you're me. saying that you're trying to put some bad juju on the on the Titans this week just for fantasy no, football. No, I'm just saying maybe. That's basically no, what listen, I, listen. that is what I'm gathering from this, everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying if I just agree and, and you know, I mean, yeah, they're going to have a good game. I'm, if I just say that, maybe I won't piss Derrick Henry off or whatever happened. I'm assuming Because Derrick Henry listens to our podcast. Right. I, I'm just assuming that if I go along with it, maybe he won't put up 202 touchdowns. Maybe he'll just have, you know, like 120 and a touchdown. And he or, won't just absolutely put his foot on the throat of my fantasy team. Or maybe he goes for 303 touchdowns. Maybe he does. And if that's the case, you know what? I'll be rooting for you in, in the championship. But we know that this uh, this Lions team, we know that they're going to give up points. But we also know that if they have their normal offense out on the field, they're going to put up points. Now, But can they have that normal offense with well, Stafford I mean, out? It looks like they're no, – no, absolutely not. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, Stafford is the normal offense and, and Kenny Galladay too. Uh, but – you know, if they've got their center out, their their number one target at wide receiver, and then you know they also have their starting quarterback missing, I feel like it's going to be hard for them to do anything offensively. And I mean, really, you're forgetting about Marvin Jones as well because you're talking about a guy who I believe he has like six touchdowns on the year or something like that. So. You know, he, he's a big target for them for scoring. So, you know, that's I, 
which I don't think he's injured or anything, but if Matthew Stafford isn't there to throw him the ball, I I just don't know how much this Lions offense can actually move. Um, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from him because it's it's the next man up mentality. Well, it, I mean, it, we've, we've seen the Titans go through that with people stepping up. I mean, look at all the injuries we've had at left tackle. Uh, look at uh, our middle linebackers right now, our, our corners, people getting hurt. I mean, it's it's that next man up mentality, and people can step in, and if you underestimate them, they can come out and surprise you and really hurt you. Yeah, I just think without Matthew Stafford, unless they can establish a crazy run game, they're not going to move the ball. There's just absolutely no way. Now, on the other hand, the Titans offense, we've we've mentioned it a couple of times, they are going to cut through this Detroit Lions defense like a knife through 300-degree butter. Now, that's if the Titans offense comes out and plays like they should. We don't well, need, listen, I mean, we, we're just going to assume need, that. I mean, we don't need to play down to our opponent like – we need to do like what we did against Jacksonville, come out firing and just go down the field and continue to put up points. And I believe that they will. I don't see how you don't against the Detroit Lions defense. I mean, you know, the, their number one corner, Jeff Okuda, is getting absolutely sliced up every single game. He's not great at covering wider. He hasn't been great this year. I mean, he obviously is great, but this year he hasn't been. Obviously, I mean, I'm just chalking that up to him being a rookie and, the, you know, the way the offseason was and everything like that. Uh, but I, I don't see any way that they hold the Titans under 28 points. Do you think the uh, Titans make it five consecutive games of 30-plus points? Um, I mean, it, you know, if, if they go over 28, it's likely because they don't have to be – they don't have to be – they don't have to score a whole lot of points over 28 to make it there. Right. But I struggled to get my words out there for just a second. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I said I don't know any way that they hold them under 28. Uh, 30 is absolutely plausible. Uh, I mean, probably, in my opinion, 70% chance that they make it above 30 points. I just I don't think that there is going to be any resistance from the Lions defense. And that might be – I might not be giving them enough credit, but I, I feel like I'm giving them exactly the amount of credit that they deserve. And luckily, I don't think the uh, Lions pass rush is much better than ours. I believe they have like 18 sacks on the season, and we have like 14 yeah, or 15. It's, it's insane to so, think that the Titans have less sacks than the Detroit Lions. But like I was saying, it it's not like you know their pass rush is necessarily that much better right, than ours. Not. So I'm thinking we can probably keep Ryan Tannehill – upright and out of the dirt i um i'm thinking it's probably going to be decently easy offensive line's been playing good i mean we know that i think derrick henry i don't see any way that he's not going to have a good game i mean you you just you don't play the lines with a running back like derrick henry and i just keep saying this you know you don't do this against the lines you don't have a bad offensive game against the lines but it, it's just true i mean that's just the way that it goes Earlier in the year, I believe Dalvin Cook went for over 200 against this. So Lions now team. this is where we need to pivot the conversation since we're talking about running backs playing good against the Lions. Obviously, 
I mean, you would probably agree Derrick Henry's probably going to have a, a big day. Before we jump to uh, Derrick Henry, I do want to keep it on running backs. Does Adrian Peterson scare you any? I mean, I know he's no, older. No. But, I mean, he's – He's still a tough running back. I'm not going to say he's the Adrian Peterson from, you know, several years ago, but he's still out there doing his thing. Had a couple tough runs over the past few weeks. And, I mean, he's got 500 yards on the season, and I can't remember how old for sure he actually is. But, you know, the Titans' defense, they're they're still – giving him, you know, a lot of respect for what he's been able to do and, you know, what he possibly still can do every now and then. Well, I mean, listen, everything that you just said is absolutely true. But I'm not scared of Adrian Peterson in this game at all. If there's a Lions running back that I'm scared of, it's DeAndre Swift. Um, I think that he now, – now, don't get me wrong, Adrian Peterson might come out when the Lions get in the red zone – and run in a touchdown or something for, you know, five, ten yards, whatever. He might end up with a touchdown in this game. Uh, but DeAndre Swift, I mean, he could probably go over 100 yards in this game if the lines don't get down early. And I think it's important for the, the Titans to at least keep it a little bit close at first because if they absolutely blow the lines out, it's not necessarily important for the Titans, but it's important for Derrick Henry because if they abs- if they go up like 14 nothing in the for- first quarter – that absolutely hurts Derrick Henry's chances of A, winning the MVP, B, being a 2,000-yard rusher. And, I mean, all of those things kind of go in one because he, I think he needs to be a 2,000-yard rusher to win the MVP. Uh, I, honestly, I think he needs to get close to the record to be the MVP. But what he definitely needs to do what he did last season at the end of the year. I mean, he needs to... It needs to be visible that he has been carrying the Titans on his back for the last, you know, three, four games of the season. And then people start to think, okay, yeah, maybe this guy, maybe he can be the MVP, even though it's it's a quarterback award. I mean, it is. You just, But he just has to be an outstanding enough to make people think, okay, maybe we can give it to a running back. I mean, I, I agree with you. It is, it's an award for quarterbacks, basically, because more times than not, quarterbacks are the ones – leading the teams and you know just the two things you mentioned there while I would love to see Derrick Henry win MVP hit 2,000 yards the more important thing for all Titans fans is just the fact that we win and I don't know that getting up just 14 nothing early in the first quarter hurts those chances I mean if anything it can increase his chances as far as yards go because if we get up 14 nothing, then the Lions are probably going to be seeing an even heavier dose of Derrick Henry so the Titans can just keep running that clock and running it down as far as they can. But, well, I mean, what I'm saying is that, like, if, I they, mean, if it, they get up, like, a ridiculous amount in the first half, there's a really good chance that they just kind of rest Derrick Henry. Right, and that's something that me and you have that's talked That's kind of about. the point I was trying to make. I mean, I know if they're ahead maybe a touchdown or two throughout the whole game – you know, you know. Obviously, they're going to run the ball just to run the clock out. But even against the Jaguars, they were up by you know quite a bit throughout most. Well, really, the second half is when they right. opened I mean, things and, up and, a little bit more. But you didn't see 
Derek Henry and the other starters really come out until like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Well, but the, the thing but, is, the Titans were completely outplaying the Jaguars in the first half, but it was still a decently close score. Right, but what I'm saying is, even if the Titans do a lot of damage to the Lions in the first half, I'm not necessarily opposed to our starters resting some in the second half. Yeah, because I, they, I believe, they had an early bye week. Right, I believe that they might still let them play like the third quarter and then maybe take them out for all the fourth or something like or something kind of along the lines of what they did in the Jaguars game. Get to about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, then pull them and let them get that little bit of extra rest. Because, let's face it, what we really want is this Titans team to keep winning, make it to the playoffs, have that home playoff game, make a deep run, and win a Super Bowl. That's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Like I said, I would love for Henry to win the MVP and hit 2,000 yards. And for me, I don't think that he would have to close in on, I don't think he would have to come close to breaking the record to get the MVP. I believe if he can hit 2,000 yards and have that 19 or 20 touchdowns that I talked about before, I think that would be enough to seal it for him. And, you know, that's something else that, you know, the Titans can make some history on is Ryan, there's a chance that Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry could become the first quarterback and running back duo to have 30 pass touchdowns in a se- in a single season and 20 rush touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill is four touchdowns away from hitting 30, and Henry is six touchdowns away from hitting 20. The closest anyone's come, and I can't remember the two players that it was, but the quarterback had 29 pass touchdowns, and the running back had 24 rushing touchdowns. Wow. 24. But Derrick Henry needs to average like two touchdowns a game to get there, which is kind of scary, but he could go for three or four on any given about day. Say, he, he can do it, though. He could go for three or four Cause on like, Sunday. Like we've talked about, two of the last three teams that he faces are w- w- ranked, I think, 29th against the run and 31 against the run. Well, I hope that he holds off on that 3-4 touchdown game until week 17 when I have kicked you out of the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing even even if he did do it on Sunday. Uh, I just ha- I would just have to accept the fact that, you know, I, the Titans played easy matchups for Derrick Henry in, in – the two weeks that I just happened to be playing you in the playoffs. So I'd now, have to take my loss and and continue on with it. Now, I do want to ask you, just looking at the stats, what? how good are the chances you believe that Derrick Henry can average 156 yards over the next three games to hit 2,000? I think for sure in uh, either week – this this upcoming week or in week 17, in one of those games he needs to have over 200 yards because I don't see him having that kind of game. I don't even see him having 150 in the Packers game. I think that he probably could and probably will break 100 in that game but probably won't go very far over it. So he needs to break 100 in um, one of either this upcoming week or in week 17. Um uh, and in the other one, he needs to dominate as well. I mean, he needs, he needs to be at 
you know, 160 or a little higher. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he, he does good at the end of the year. I mean, it's it's D. Hember, and he does. And I'm not they, ever going to say that I don't like his chances because you, you never know with him. He could literally break out at any time. And think about this. I, I agree his toughest game is probably going to be against Green Bay because we know that more than likely Green Bay is going to put up a lot of points. On us. Yeah, and the Titans are going to have but, to pass the ball to keep up. But if they can match them with the run game or slow the game down with the run game, like you said, it, we're in de- December. It, it's getting cold. It's going to be really cold up at Lambeau Field. As you get later in the year and even later in the games, people don't like hitting Derrick Henry. He's a big physical running back. Do people ever like hitting Derrick Henry? Well, if you'll – I've seen someone break this down for the Jaguars game. You can tell early in the game they're coming up and hitting Henry for like when he's getting two, three-yard gains. They're hitting him, hitting him high, you know, coming in full board. And then as the game goes on just a little bit, you see him start trying to do just more arm tackles. So he's breaking up more into like the four to five yards per carry range then. And then all of a sudden you see him start going for his ankles. Instead of just those higher arm tackles, he starts getting out to eight, ten yards per carry then. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing them pretty much letting him go by, and they're diving, just trying to catch a foot and trip him up, and he's gone. So you put him up at Lambeau Field, running against this Packers defense, just giving them a heavy dose of Derrick Henry. He's wearing them down. It's cold, so the more you hit, the more you're gonna hurt, and you know, you never there could be that chance that he wears them down enough to where he he maybe does hit 150 against them. I'm not saying that he's gonna do that for sure, but just since we're talking about chances on things here, I mean the Titans are in a unique situation. We could see them have Ryan Tannehill go for 4,000 yards passing. Derrick Henry possibly hit 2,000 yards rushing, and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis both have 1,000 receiving yards. That's ridiculous. I mean, it that it's just crazy how good this Titans offense has been overall this year. Yeah, I, it is. And to your point about about Derrick Henry and the Packers game, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. But I want more than anything an Aaron Rodgers Ryan Tannehill head-to-head shootout, absolute slobber knocker of a game. All right, look, going back to this, though, for Derrick Henry to possibly win MVP, if he goes up to Lambeau against another top MVP candidate in Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry dominates in Lambeau and leads the Titan to a victory, I mean, that's got to skyrocket him even more. I absolutely agree. I mean, it's it's a... As much as it's a quarterback award, it's also about narrative, and that would be absolutely huge for his chances. But for my soul, I need an Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, forty-two to forty-five shootout game. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but I would. And in that kind of game with that kind of offense, maybe Derrick Henry still does go for you know one twenty, one thirty, one forty, one fifty, even maybe. Even though I said I don't see him getting there. I, I get where you're coming from, but we're we're jumping ahead 
a week. I mean, yeah, th- we are, this we is are. this is the Lions preview game. I, well, and, hey, you know, all in all, if if Stafford plays, it obviously you know immediately gets tougher. The game will most likely be within a touchdown if Matthew Stafford plays, and I will stand by that statement even if it doesn't happen. Uh, I I just feel like that would be the kind of game that it would be. Um, if he doesn't play, don't see any chance that the Titans don't win. Uh, you can't lose that game if you're the Titans. If Matthew Stafford doesn't play, you lose to Chase Daniel and the Detroit line. I mean, it's not like they have a good defense to carry him. I mean, it, it's not like you know they're playing the Steelers from last year where Ben Roethlisberger goes down and you know Duck or Mason Rudolph is playing quarterback, but their defense is still keeping them in games. I mean, this is a team that without their quarterback doesn't have a defense to keep them in the game. So right, no, I agree with you and. I mean, going back and looking at most of their games, for the most part, they've been they've been in their games. You know, there's only a couple games where they were really pretty much blown out, and but some of the ones that they've lost, they've only lost by you know a touch a touchdown or maybe ten points, something like that. But like you said, without without Stafford, I just I don't think they're going to be able to keep it that close. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, time to get into our quick hitters for this Week 15 matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Quick hitters are uh, the keys to the game, bold predictions, and score predictions. Tyler, start us off. What is your key to the game uh, against the Lions? Oh, man. Uh, Don't act like you haven't had a, a week to think about this. Yeah, but, I mean, there's so many things that I guess you could say that it would be from our whether you want to focus on the defensive side of the ball or our offense, but I'm going to stick with what I've been saying. Titans need to control the time of possession, keep the Lions offense off the field, even though, you know, like we said, we don't think that Matthew Stafford's going to play. So, you know, it may not be the same Lions offense, but don't let them get out there with their run game and dominate the clock and then end up getting, you know, kind of, knocked off her little pedestal right now yeah so titans just need to control the clock yeah i agree my key to the game is going to be for matthew stafford not to play no i'm just kidding <laughs> um I, I, that would be huge and it, I, I really don't think he's going to play but um and i'm going to make my key to the game assuming that he's not going to play got to stop deandre swift cannot let him get going in this game because he without matthew stafford he will be their only hope of offense so definitely got to stop him uh, don't let him break any long runs, and uh, I guess you can throw Adrian Peterson in there as well. Uh, don't let him, you know, get any. Don't let him think he's in the olden days or anything like that. So don't, don't let him go galloping down the field yeah. and just run all over you. I guess j- just to to put it short, stop the run game. Stop the run game. All right. I mean, both of our uh, keys to the game kind of feed off of each other there because. Yep. You know, if the Titans are controlling the time of possession, then you're keeping Detroit's offense off the field. And, and therefore, they're, they're not, not going to run the ball. <laughs> um, so what's going to be your bold prediction for this game? I, all, up until this point, I was thinking about my key to the game. And so, and I haven't really thought about the bold prediction at all today, this week at all. Um, but I'm going to say that if Chase Daniel is the quarterback, he, one, will not have a touchdown in this game, and two, 
will not have more than 125 passing yards. All right. So you're going with basically your bold prediction being the Titans defense is going to step up and stop a second string quarterback. Absolutely. All right. I, I can, I can get with that. I like that. My bold prediction is going to be that, and you know, I mean, I've been having a rough go with this. I mean, it pretty much seems like anyone that I say, you jinx them. Absolutely. I, I, I jinx them and they have a bad game, which makes me a little nervous. So to- make a bold prediction with, since I'm playing you in fantasy football and you've got A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, make a bold prediction with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry both in it. <laughs> and then Corey Davis will go off. Johnny Smith will go off. Titans will still win. I win in fantasy football. There we go. And Now, I, I can't do that. But I'm not going to shy away thinking that I'm just going to jinx players. I think that A.J. Brown. Here we go. And Corey Davis uh, both okay. will have over 100 yards receiving. That's it? Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, how many times uh, okay, do you okay. see two different receivers you're right, go you're right. over 100? I, I just wanted to bump you up a little bit there. And... Yeah, you're you're trying to make sure I can't uh, get one on you before right, the right now, season. And, and YouTube might not know this. Uh, podcast definitely knows it. We've been keeping up with it all season. Right now it's one to nothing still. Nobody has gotten one in, uh, since I had the four touchdowns for Ryan Tannehill. Early in the season. Can't remember what game that was, but nobody's gotten one. I believe I've got it the, was the Vikings game. Yeah, I've got the one to nothing lead, and you just, you know, you hadn't been able to get things rolling, haven't been able to, to get one right and, and catch up with me here. So, so like I said, going with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, both having over 100 receiving yards, and Corey Davis is going to throw in a touchdown. Okay. I like it. Uh, I, technically, I could just go with your bold predictions every week and come out with a win at the end of the at the end of this whole thing. Because if you get one right, I'll still stay one ahead of you. Yeah, but that's why I let you go first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Uh, so now let's get into our score predictions. And I mean, what do you think this final score is going to end up? Final score is going to be the Titans. Uh, I saw you about to about to say forty. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't supposed to catch on to that. Um, right, screw it. Titans, 42. Lions, 14. Okay, uh, I agree with you on the lines. I'm going to say Titans, 30. Lions, 14. All right, I can. I think, I, the, I think if the Titans get ahead, they're going to pack it up early and, well, you and know, rest some players. So That was... That was why I was thinking about going away from the 42 at first. But I caught you, but, and I'm going to hold you to it. 42-14. I don't think any either one of us have gotten a score prediction right all year, though. No. Uh, the best we've done is we've either predicted the uh, Titans score for a game or been, been within like three or four points of predicting but the never score. But right. never gotten both teams right. Right. So, I, I guess that's it for our quick hitters, and I guess, you know, with that, that ends the show. Uh, I hope that everybody has enjoyed. Make sure that you're checking us out on social media. You're subscribing to the podcast, the YouTube, doing all the things that you can do to support the podcast. Uh, on Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. On YouTube, also Titans Time Podcast. 
On Facebook, it is Titans Time. We need to get some more likes on there. Uh, really trying to get that uh, Facebook page up and going. Uh, we've been bumping them up yeah, a little we, bit. We have been bumping them up a little bit, getting a little bit more traction on there. So, you know, get on, you know, like the page, share some of the stuff, like some of the posts, whatever. Um, and I'll always forget something. The website, it's titanstimepodcast.com. Guys, you're listening to the podcast right now. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us some comments and some questions. We always, we love the interaction. And we'll make sure to get the comments and questions included on the next podcast. People that are watching on YouTube, if you haven't already on here, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a new video. Like the video, share the video, and leave us some comments on the video as well. Like I said, we love the interaction, whether it be on our podcast, on our YouTube in our on our social media just all of that we love the interaction talking to people lions fans you're more than welcome to come leave some comments too we would love to hear your opinions on this upcoming game i feel like lions fans are probably nice yeah that's oh i mean that's why i haven't been talking as much shit on the lines i feel uh, like they're probably probably you know pretty pretty even kill people i mean i yeah i, I don't think they're they're bad which obviously they're in, they're an NFC team. The Titans, I mean, haven't had a whole just a whole lot of games against the Lions, um, and so I mean, with them not being in the same conference, there's no rivalry there, or anything like that. Um, but I feel like Lions fans probably probably one of the better fan bases in the NFL. Which we haven't really met many Lions fans, so yeah, agree. you know, we, yeah, we may just point. be taking a small sample size and be like, oh, they're not that bad, and then all of a sudden we're going to have a whole bunch of shit talkers on our YouTube yeah, I mean, just going back and forth with us. But if you do that, you're more than welcome to it, and even though he may not talk it back, I, I sure will. So there you go. That's all that we've got. This has been Titans Time, and as always, Titan up. <laughs>